SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Scott Wetzel sitting in on this Monday morning, October 12th, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. A lot to get to if you're just waking up wondering what's going on. You got the Lakers winning the NBA championship last night. You got the, uh, believe it or not, the baseball ALCS starting with the Devil Dogs. Uh, Bidding the Astros 2-1, taking a 1-0 series lead. You got a terrific Sunday night football game. Seattle rallies final seconds, goes the length of the field, beats Minnesota 27-26. You got the injury to Dak Prescott to get into, and uh, maybe just maybe uh, the Cleveland Browns have that quarterback issues of their own. And you got an inspiring story with Alex Smith returning for the Washington Redskins, although he didn't play particularly well. Uh, but still, he was out there, and he did play. So uh, 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. Didn't get a chance to open up the lines next hour. I'm hoping to do it sometime this hour. Uh, but I do want to run down all the games like we always do on Mondays just to give you a little idea of what each game entailed and everything else. But uh, we did have some baseball last night. We did have some football last night. And we had the DAC uh, injury. And we got the NBA champion Lakers, who did win last night, unfortunately. 106-93, 13-point difference. but. Uh, the, the game wasn't even that close. Uh, I, I mean, it was a 30-point game. Uh, Lakers led by 28, thir- or the, the second biggest halftime lead in NBA Finals history. I, I mean, as a terrific of a season as Miami has had, you know, especially postseason, obviously. Boy, to go out like that, just an absolute dud. And now we got to deal with LeBron James with his fourth championship. But you know what? Nobody cares, LeBron. They, they really don't. I'm going to spend two minutes on it, and then we're going to move on. I just as soon break down Tampa Bay Devil Dog Baseball than I would LeBron James winning another championship. It's just, um, you know, it is what it is. He won. It's a crazy year. Uh, he had an easy run. And then uh, kudos. He went in, got AD last year. And, um, you know, that's how you build a championship. If, if the Golden State Warriors are going to be criticized for going to get Kevin Durant, then we could certainly criticize the L.A. Lakers for going out and getting Anthony Davis. So it is what it is. NFL's got some issues on its plate. You know, if you're in a survivor pool and you're still alive, kudos to you, because I don't know if we're going to be talking about NFL football games-wise uh, this time next month. I kind of doubt it, to tell you the truth. Vegas and Bad Beats, that's all coming up next right here in the Monday morning with Scott Wesley. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel.
up. And that is with the uh, Dak Prescott injury. Uh, Worst-looking sports injury is uh, you got the Prescott, you got Alex Smith, you got Louisville's Kevin Ware. If you remember that in the uh, championship game a couple of years back, uh, the Ware injury leading the way at 38%. Alex Smith, broken leg <clears throat> from 2018, 30%. Uh, Dak getting uh, just over 10%, and the proverbial other getting uh, 21% of the vote. Let me read a couple of those before we get back to uh, our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, John tweets in the Paul George injury. I remember that. Moise Salou, Martin tweets in. I don't remember that one. I got I to gotta Google that one, Martin. Uh, Austin Colley for versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Edwin writes in that. The Joe Theismann one, which. Uh, yeah, pretty. Yeah, I, I probably could have put that one down, Edward. Uh, good job with that, uh, with uh, Lawrence Taylor. That was nasty. Uh, Richard Zednick, little hockey action from Zach. Uh, Freddie Mitchell, broken leg while UCLA. Clifton uh, tweets that in. Uh, our good buddy Andy uh, tweets in uh, Joe Theismann as, as well. So yeah, the Theismann one. That that was uh, that that was pretty gruesome. <laughs> that was on national TV. That the, anytime you have like an injury where the leg is just at a forty-five degree angle, as it was for Dak yesterday. Uh, those are going to take precedent. No, no, no two ways about it. All right, let's run down all the games as we always do on Mondays. And I'll give you a sense of my thoughts on uh, what went on. Houston, uh, you know, struggling a good portion of this game, but did beat Jacksonville, uh, end up going away 30 to 14. I, I don't know what the Jags are doing. You, you put Doug Marone on the list of uh, possible head coaches fired. You know, we tend to forget about him, but uh, whether it's him or Adam Gaze, uh, Dan Quinn getting whacked today. Uh, fourth and one at the 10 yard line. Listen, they're down 6, 13-7. I fully understand why they ended up going for it. You know, the announcers, the the mope that they were, were questioning. You know, their field goal kicker, Stephen Hoshka, missed a, a 49-yarder, came up woefully short, which is odd. And then he missed a 24-yarder, which is unthinkable. So, uh, you know, he did miss two kicks. I get that. But I think it was the fact that it was second half. <clears throat> it was either late third or early fourth. And, um, you know, they were down six, and you got fourth and one at the 10-yard line. So you're going to kick a field goal from that spot? I, I don't care if a field goal kicker is 10 for 10. Chances are uh, you're not kicking a field goal there. It had nothing to do with uh, whether your field goal kicker was any good or not. But uh, So I'm okay with going for it at fourth down, but they run an option pass. Oh, you know, even the announcers were like, what are you doing? You know, those fle- those goofy trick plays. When they work, you know, we say it all the time. When they work, you look like a genius. Oh, great call. But when they don't work in spots like this, the, you, you leave people scratching their heads saying, what are you doing? And you're going to flip the ball. And it wasn't even an option pass in that the quarterback ends up. This is what I don't like about it. You know, you, you got bells. One of the greatest things about a trick play is it's a trick play, right? I mean, you catch the defense by surprise. But what the Jaguars did and what I've seen other teams do as well is they put the quarterback, they ran him out, uh, you know, on on the left side in in motion. So the running back was left in the backfield. And so automatically you're telling the defense, all right, something's going on here. You know, before the before the snap of the ball with the quarterback, no longer uh, the traditional quarterback, if you will, no longer under center. You're telling the world as Minshew's now lined up as a wide receiver that that something crazy is going on. So you you put the defense on red alert. You know you, you're taking away one of the main assets of a trick play is by tricking the defense. But you're telling them, hey, look at us, look at us, we're doing something different here. You don't do that. You know, keep Minshew under center, snap it to him. Then if you want to give it to the running back Robinson, who then throws option pass, then it's really a trick play. But 
it's just one of many mistakes the Jaguars made yesterday. God, they're just absolutely awful. Just awful. Uh, you know, so Houston gets its first win. Romeo Cornell, interim head coach, oldest coach to get a win at 73 plus years. Uh, Deshaun Watson struggled early on. He he did. He he's got some uh, some accuracy issues. He really does. Uh, he did throw for 359 yards in the end and three touchdowns, but uh, it seems to come a little difficult for him. I, I'm not exactly sure why, but um, it just seems a little tougher. That that's all. And, and Houston had its ninth straight game with a turnover which is, uh, I think, the longest active streak in the NFL. But they get the win. They improve to one and four. So not sure exactly what the Bill O'Brien is thinking. Probably, you know, I could have beat the Jaguars as well. You know, you had to fire me before the Jaguars. So, hmm, okay. Uh, Baltimore beat up Cincinnati 27-3. to You know, all you Lamar Jackson fans, and, and, you know, I consider myself one of them. He, you know, great young quarterback. But this, you know, take out the Dak Prescott injury. This is what we point to when we say, you know, you're playing with borrowed time, Lamar, in Baltimore, John Harbaugh. You really are. It's, you know, that injury for Dak. Now, he just got rolled up on. That could happen to a running back, a quarterback, a wide receiver. It could happen to anybody. I get that. But when you scramble around as much as Dak does, and certainly as much as Lamar Jackson does, and you run and you run and you design run plays and everything else, you know, literally 10, 15, sometimes 20 times a game with Lamar Jackson, you're playing with fire, and, and it's only a matter of time. So uh, Jackson played well yesterday, though. That said, 180 yards, two touchdowns. Burrow probably had his worst game as a pro, uh, you know, albeit five games. Threw for only 183 yards, one interception. Bungles kick a field goal. I don't know if there's any kind of pool out there. Uh, will a team pitch a shutout or not? But Cincinnati down 27 nothing. Uh, next to last play, kicked a field goal to make a 27-3 final versus going for it on fourth down. Uh, I don't have an issue with that, to tell you the truth. I hate getting shut out. I, I've never been shut out in my life, so if that's the reasoning behind it, he just didn't want to get shut out, I'm okay with that. I, I really am. There's no point spreads involved. There was no over-unders involved. You know, again, the only thing that could have been involved is if there's some kind of bonus in a fantasy pool that if a team gets a shutout, you lost out on that. But otherwise, he kicks a field goal to salvage a little something. Ravens are now 4-1. and one. Bungles fall to 1-3-1 and one as uh, they get whacked 27-3. Like I said, really from start to finish, just a methodical Baltimore classic win. Great defense, good running, a little bit of passing and everything else. Carolina knocks off Atlanta 23-16. Uh, you know, the Panthers have actually won three in a row. They're 3-2. They're and two. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater throws for 313 yards, two touchdowns. Falcons 0-5 for the first time since 1997. Uh, their head coach gets fired. Their GM gets fired right after the game. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to salvage this year at 0-5. I really I don't know why they just wouldn't play out the season. Uh, even if they finish up you know, 6-1 and like they did last year, what's the difference? They're not going to make the playoffs. You fire them at the end of the year. You would think in a Corona year like this, as crazy as it is, you'd want a little stability, even if you know in the back of your mind you're getting to get fired. Uh, there's no fans in the stands, so it's not like people aren't going to be going to games. But that said, um, you know, Gurley had a nice game, over 100 yards and, and a touchdown for Atlanta. Other than that, uh, disaster. Losing at home to Carolina, boy. Matt Ryan is basically done. Uh, you know, you you can pin it all you want on uh, Dan Quinn, and I'm okay with that. You know, some of the mistakes this team has made, uh, but he has relied on Matt Ryan to carry this team, and Matt Ryan has shown these last couple of years he doesn't have it anymore. He, he just doesn't. That nice career. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, surprisingly maybe to you, but he's going to be in the top 10, if not top five 
all-time and, and major quarterback categories. So he's getting into the Hall of Fame, whether you really think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback or not. But um, it's it just, it, you know, you hear it all the time, you know, put the ball in the quarterback's hand, let him win it for you. Well, they've done that for two years with Matt Ryan, and they did it again this year, and he's failed them every single time. So uh, he is absolutely done in my eyes, and this Falcon team is done. Time to unravel, and they fire the head coach, and they fire the GM. So uh, Oakland, we talked about it, beat Kansas City 40-32. Raiders improved to 3-2. and two. Chefs get their first loss. Mahomes' first interception of the season. Uh, believe it or not, Sammy Watkins leaves the game uh, in the second quarter with a hamstring injury. Um, you know, they had a chance at Kansas City, but Oakland slash the Raiders uh, had it fourth and one right around midfield, just under two minutes left. Instead of punting, they go for it. Quarterback sneak. They actually convert, and uh, they get the first out, and uh, that was your ball game. They ran out the final two minutes, taking a couple of knees, and Oakland wins. There was some thought, as, as I did, that Mahomes didn't shake Derek Carr's hand afterwards because they showed Mahomes going down the stairs. Uh, but there was another clip that he actually did shake his hand, so he did not pull a Tom Brady on that. So, quick break. We'll come back. We'll run down all the other NFL games. We'll get to some baseball stuff as well, college football, and uh, what's going on with the virus in the NFL. Well, that's next right here, baby. That's the one. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. What they like what they can execute, and they're doing it today. Get it in Buffalo together. Fitzpatrick hit as he throws. What a throw! On target to Preston Williams. It's a touchdown for the Dolphins. I'll tell you one thing. He is not afraid to stare at the pressure and take a hit. You're going to see it coming off the side right there. Bam! Throw it, and, you know, great play design on the outside. You get a little fake bubble screen to the outside. It freezes the eyes of the safeties, and there's Williams streaking down the middle of the football field for the touchdown. Look at Fitz. Go ahead, Fitz. <laughs> All right, Dolphins calls heard uh, bagels and bad beats on this uh, Monday morning, uh, 844-843-6879. Yep, let's continue to run down the NFL's Miami uh, with everything else going on yesterday around the NFL with injuries and upsets and this and that, boy, maybe Miami's at the top of the list as far as uh, not necessarily winning as, as an eight-point dog, but just how well they won. 43-17, they blitz San Francisco out in San Fran. A little oddity, you know, the 49ers have more wins at the MetLife slash Giants Jet Stadium than they do at home. 0-3 at home, 2-0. Uh, in New Jersey, go figure. But the Dolphins uh, let from start to finish, first drive touchdown, and uh, they didn't stop until this thing ended. You know, really the key sequence, if there was one, whereas uh, Dolphins had their lead cut to uh, 30 to 14, and uh, San Fran had just scored, got themselves a little mo, and uh, the next possession from Miami looked like it was going to be a three and out, and instead on fourth down, they ran a fake punt. Got the first down, not by a lot, but they got the first down. A couple of plays later, touchdown, and all of a sudden it was back up to a 37-14 route. You know, instead of uh, Miami having to punt the football, 
up only two scores with that two-point conversion, you know, and maybe San Fran getting the back into it. That, that was the key drive, really, of the game that, that sealed the deal. Uh, Jimmy G, Garoppolo actually started, but he was awful. A couple of picks, pulled at halftime. And, uh, you know, any thought of, again, C.J. Beathard, uh, you know, take it over for Jimmy G when he's healthy. Forget about it because b- both guys absolutely stunk. The Dolphins had 234 yards passing. Think about this. They had 234 yards passing in the first half. That's the most Sam Fran has given up all season in a game. You know, so the Dolphins did that in uh, in a half. Now, listen, they're facing the Giants and they're facing the Jets and some other scrub teams. Um, you know, but that said, Dolphins in a half had more passing yards than what San Fran's given up all year. So uh, they improved to two and three. San Fran falls to two and three. Rams knock off Washington 30 to 10 to go to four and one. <clears throat> the Redskins slash football team, whatever you want to call them, falls to one and four. Uh, Kyle Allen quarterbacking for the Skins slash uh, Washington today, or yesterday rather, got just whacked uh, on, on a scramble. Uh, another scramble there, Lamar Jackson. And, uh, you know, just a classic helmet-to-helmet hit. He was seeing stars. He went out. In came Alex Smith. Yes, the Alex Smith from two years ago. Busted leg. Darn near died from what reports were saying. At least they were concerned about it. Um, He was 9 of 17. Not too, too bad, but for 37 yards. Uh, And about 12 of those came on one play. So not exactly great. They were very conservative with him. He got sacked a couple of times. Six to be exact. You know, uh, Rams had two players, including Don- uh, Donald with four, that had three sacks apiece, which I saw somewhere was the first time in NFL history two guys on one team had at least three sacks in one game. I find that hard to believe, but uh, that's what they were saying. So Washington and Smith win the battle as he returns. They lose the war uh, or maybe vice versa, depending on how you want to look at it. But I will say afterwards, Ron Rivera said Kyle Allen will be a starting quarterback. They got some serious quarterback issues on that team. I, I mean, some absolute. They they don't know if it's Haskins, if it's you know Allen. Does he really want Allen to emerge? Uh, were they just throwing a bone to Alex Smith? I mean, what's the point of having him on the roster if you really don't want him to be your starter? Um, I I, I don't know that that is a weird. You know, some teams you just know, well, their quarterback situation sucks. You know, it it is what it is. Jets don't have a quarterback. Uh, you want to make the case? Giants don't have a quarterback. This team doesn't have a quarterback. Or the quarterback's on the bench with Tua with Miami. Uh, or the quarterback with the Eagles, Carson Wentz, stinks. Uh, you know, but with the Redskins or, or Washington, who knows? You know, is Haskins going to be the guy? You know, is he going to be Alex Smith? You know, he spent some money on Allen as the backup from, from Carolina because he showed a little something last year. Do you really want him to emerge? You know, I don't care what any coach says. Deep down in their heart, they they root for certain guys to win the starting job. Uh, I, I don't know what that case is with the uh, Washington club. I, I, I really don't. But uh, Rams win. Nice road win. Third time they had to go back east. And uh, they've been able to uh, survive that going 4-1 and one so far. Pittsburgh remains undefeated. 4-0. Beat Philadelphia 38-29. to Eagles, you know, whatever they accomplished last week, winning at San Fran. Uh, they threw away yesterday. They really are not a good football team. They, they were down three scores. They did cut it to two in the second half, made a little run there. But uh, Pittsburgh flexed its muscles, if you will, put another touchdown on the board, and they win it by nine. Four and zero for the first time since the 79 and 78 seasons, uh, two seasons which they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Roethlisberger throws for three scores, 239 yards. Uh, Chase Claypool, boy, if you had him on your fantasy roster, congrats because he had four touchdowns, three receiving, one running, 
Uh, first Steelers since uh, uh, Roy Jefferson to get that uh, back in 68. Uh, Steelers at one point scored on five straight possessions, four being touchdowns. I mean, that Eagles defense is just atrocious. Uh, injuries galore. Offense isn't a whole heck of a lot better. Again, uh, they, they did make a little run at it, uh, but you know what? 38-29 uh, to 29 is, is pretty indicative as the Steelers were in, in control most of the way, except for that little point where they let their guard down. Uh, how bad are the Jets? Boy, Arizona went into New Jersey, beat up on the Jets 30-10. to 10. Joe Flacco starting for the injured Sam Darnold. No better. I thought maybe, maybe, just maybe he would provide a spark, but n- not really. 195 yards, did have one touchdown. Uh, uh, Kyler Murray threw for a career-high 380 yards, two TDs. You know, the Jets have lost. Get a load of this. This is a pretty damaging stat if you're Adam Gase. The Jets have lost by 20 or more points now six times in the last year plus. Not like a decade, like in the last year and a half. That is the most by far, I'm sure, in the NFL. Um, You know, if you're Adam Gaze, I I would not be buying any property in New York slash New Jersey. I'll I'll tell you that. You know, here's the the Jets in a nutshell. Uh, They're down 7-0, right? Uh, They recover a fumble. Uh, they get it, and then they throw an interception, uh, just just like that. And, and then they get a delayed game penalty after an interception, which pushes them five yards back instead of first and goal to 10. It's first and goal for the 15, and that ends up being a field goal. I mean, it's just mistake after mistake. God, they are an awful football team. I know they got the Dolphins on the schedule a couple of times, and they got a couple of games on there that you'd think they'd have a chance of winning. But that Jets team, I, I tell you what, the Moons are going to have to be aligned for that Jets team to win a football game this year. They are. Giants are 0-5. Falcons are 0-5. But they've been in these games. You know, even the Giants, they could have won yesterday, could have beat the Bears if they convert on a touchdown pass in the final seconds, could have beat the Rams if they convert in the final seconds. I mean, they, you know, if you want to make the positive argument, the Giants could actually be 3-2. and two. Uh, You know, the Falcons could certainly be at least 2-3 and three anyway with those two games that they blew against the Bears and Cowgirls. It's the Jets that are just awful. They are looking at the number one overall pick. And like I said, if they continue to play this way, I I can't help but think that Trevor Lawrence will be on this team and they'll turn the page on Sam Darnold. So crazy for me to ever, ever, ever suggest such a thing as a Dolphin fan. But I am now rooting for the Jets to win. I really, I'm looking at the bigger picture. Uh, I am not necessarily sold on Trevor Lawrence anymore, I got to tell you. but. Uh, enough people seem to be where I don't want the Jets to get the number one pick. I I don't. So I want them. They're not winning any division. They're not making any playoffs. So I have no problem them winning a couple of football games, whereas that would be, as a Dolphin fan, sacrilegious to say, but I I don't want the the Jets to get the number one pick. I want them to get, you know, three, four, five, whatever the case may be. Cleveland knocks off Indy 32-23. Tough spot for the Colts in that uh, they had a nice road win in Chicago last week. Uh, Now, the distance between Chicago and Indy and Cleveland, not not that far, but still back-to-back tough road games against halfway decent competition. Uh, I think if you told the Colts fan you'd come out of that one-and-one, they'd sign up for it. They did. Had a chance to win yesterday. Uh, And it looked like they might as as Cleveland, up seven, uh, goes up 17 early second half. But then the Colts return the ensuing kickoff back for a touchdown to cut it back to 10. Then they get a field goal to cut it to seven. Uh, but then Phillip Rivers took over, threw a pick six. He threw away another play on a safety that, that get, stretched the uh, Browns' lead from seven to nine, and uh, that was basically your ball game. He had a couple of interceptions. 
he, he's he's just a boy. I tell you what. And, and here's a key play, um, a conservative play, and I would have criticized him. I think afterwards, but Browns up twenty nine twenty three. Two and a half minutes left, faced with a third and eight, you know, right around their 35 or so, 40-yard line, I believe it was. And they ran the ball. Colts had one timeout left, too. So the Colts could have stopped them, gotten the football back with over two minutes left, and had the two-minute warning. So Cleveland decides not to throw, despite having Landry and Odell Beckham and all the others. They run the football, despite not having Nick Chubb out with an injury. And uh, the running back picks up, uh, Johnson picks up about 16 yards first down. There's your ball game. Third and eight, run the football, two and a half minutes left. So good job by that Browns offensive line as uh, they win at 32-23. Now four and one. Dallas, as we talked about, uh, beat the Giants 37-34 with the Dak Prescott stuff. No sense uh, running that all again. And uh, Seattle last night beat the Vikes 27-26. They're five and oh. Vikings fall to one and six. They led 13-0 at the half. Uh, had a chance to really secure the victory, fourth and one at the uh, Seattle 10-yard line with just under, well, with exactly two minutes left. They decide to go for it. They don't get it. And then Seattle drives the length of the field, fourth down, touchdown pass to the DK Metcalf, and Seattle walks away a winner by one as they remain undefeated. So there you go. All right, Bagels and Bad Beats on a uh, Monday morning. Now we'll delve into the NFL stuff off the field. That's next right here. Got left. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. First and 15. Murray looking deep down the sideline for DeAndre Hopkins again. Hopkins hangs on for the touchdown. What a throw. What a catch. And the touchdown stretches the lead to 20. Oh, yeah, CBS Sports, I do believe they're with the call. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Fox, all right, Fox, uh, Fox and CBS. This line is both with highlights uh, throughout the morning here. Uh, 844-843-6879. Again, uh, and we'll open up the phones here uh, maybe in a sec, but uh, talk a little NFL. That's all the stuff on the field for the NFL. A lot going off the field. Uh, including the Dak Prescott injury. We've talked a lot about that this morning. Out with a busted leg, ankle compound fracture, surgery last night, and uh, he is done for the next uh, six to eight months. And that could be it for him. Now, what does Dallas do? Now, this is a not a uh, not that I play a doctor, uh, but I did sleep in a Holiday Inn last night. So, you know, not that he should be done for his career by any stretch, but you just wonder, you know, what this will do to him. 
you know, mindset? Is he not going to scramble as much as he's done? Is that going to take away from his game? Is Dallas going to move on? If uh, the Cowgirls, like I think, is gonna, are going to be successful with Andy Dalton as their quarterback, not that necessarily they would commit to Dalton, but maybe they would say, well, wait a minute now. You know, we got a 10-year vet who's never won a big game in his life coming in and leading us to the postseason. Why are we going to piss away $35 million on a quarterback in Dak Prescott who might be broken down a little bit and, you know, has never taken us to the promised land, at least not the Super Bowl anyway, and uh, seems to fail in every big spot. And now we're going to commit $35 million to him when we've seen a, you know, mediocre quarterback have just as much, if not more, success. So I, I think Prescott was the big loser, obviously, yesterday with the broken ankle. But I could see the Dallas Cowgirls saying, that's it. We're done. We're, we're moving on. Sorry. Hate to break it to you, but we paid you $31.5 million. We got no, you know, despite what Des Bryant's tweeting out yesterday, that Dopey Des is tweeting out warnings to Jerry Jones, owner of Dallas, of the Cowboys, saying, my effing heart, and he, of course, spelled out the word. God forbid he should have a little decorum. Uh, my effing heart just dropped. Uh, capital letter, Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, y'all make sure y'all, nice English, uh, take care of Dak if he can't play again. Uh, you know, listen, uh, Dez, uh, I hate to break it to you, brother, here, but the, the Prescott's making $31.5 million this year. All right, $31.4 I think they pretty much have taken care of him. I, I think, you know, if, if everything uh, falls the right way, uh, and we don't have a, a collapse here in our government. I think $31.5 million will uh, be enough for uh, Dak Prescott to survive for the rest of his life. Not to mention, as I said earlier, that if he went to the four-letter network or if he went to Fox or CBS or NBC and said, that's it, I'm done playing football, this is crazy, how much are you going to give me to be an announcer? He's a personable guy, people like him well-spoken, everything else. I, I am sure, you know, if they're willing to give Tony Romo $15 million plus a year, I am sure the, they'd be willing to give Dak at least $10 million a year. So you don't have to worry about Jerry Jones, Des, or Stephen Jones, you know, paying up Dak Prescott. You know, you want to win a championship or do you want to make friends? If you're a Cowboys fan, listen, nothing against Dak is what it is. But if this injury, you know, somehow or another changes him or if you're ready to move on from him, then you move on from them. Don't don't let any kind of sympathy creep into the equation here. Ankle surgery last night. How about Giants offensive coordinator Jason Garrett yesterday going over to, to check on Dak? Now, I get it. Dallas head coach last year has been there a number of years, so he knows Dak. I understand that. But, you know, stay focused there, Jason. You're in a game, a close game. It's not a blowout. I mean, you're, you're right there. You're one score away. You're down one point. And you're more concerned about the opposing team's quarterback than you are your own freaking team? Really? I mean, you know, check out your own quarterback, for goodness sakes. He's got a number of issues. Don't worry about Dak Prescott. He'll survive. He wasn't decapitated, all right? He broke his ankle. Big stinking deal. Get over on your sidelines with your own team and worry about your own team. Boy, if, if I was Mike McCarthy and I saw this mope coming over there to check out on uh, – on Prescott, you know, I, I would have been like, what are you doing? You know, and we didn't know at that time it was that serious of an injury. It could have been just a twisted ankle. You know, maybe you got a, an indication that it was more serious than that. But the bottom line is, you know, listen, this is my sideline. This is my head coach. This is my quarterback. This is my situation. I don't need you chiming in, the, you know, Jason Garrett. Uh, you're no longer part of the Dallas Cowboys organization. That, that, that was dopey. As a Giants fan, I was like, get out of there, Jason. You want to send your sympathies after the game? Okay, knock yourself out. But not, not in the course of a game, a one-point game, in which you're, uh, you know, by the way, the offensive coordinator of a winless football team. Worry about your own club. Thank you very much.
Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Listen, as the saying goes, Le'Veon, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. You're sitting in a golden situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know? Uh, do you get as much money as you want from them? No, but the Steelers offered you a lot of money. You were playing under the franchise tag. Uh, I'm sure they would have continued paying you decent money, $10-plus million a year, which is way above average, obviously, with the franchise tag. But you bitched and you complained and you bitched and you complained and you talked your way out of Pittsburgh. You became a free agent. You got less money, oh, by the way, than what Pittsburgh was offering when everything was said and done. You signed with the stinking god-awful Jets, one of the worst organizations in the NFL. And look what you have for yourself now. You have a Pittsburgh Steeler team that's undefeated in first place in its division. And you're sitting on arguably the worst team in the NFL. And now you're bitching and complaining again. I don't know what it is between him and Adam Gase. They signed Bell before they signed Gase. And Gase made it pretty obvious. When asked about the situation, right from the get-go, he said he would not have given Bell that kind of money, which obviously put a discord between the two right away. And a year and a half later, things have obviously not changed. He's liking tweets yesterday, Bell, after the game, people you know, giving out stats about how the Jets don't throw in the football, and he's liking those. Um, you know, Strike number one on Le'Veon Bell. Why the Jets and Gays don't take advantage of him, I don't know. I, I don't know. The only thing I'd say is that they they took him out of practice one week, couple weeks ago because of a hamstring injury. Bell bitched and complained, and then that ensuing week he he retweaked his hamstring. So I mean, who's right? Who's wrong? I don't know. Maybe there's something behind the scenes about Bell catching the football or utilizing him. Maybe it's because he's injured all the time. I don't know. They threw him one pass yesterday, and he was complaining about that. But you know, I, I'm not picking sides on who's right, who's wrong. Because I think both are bozos, including Gaze, the head coach. I mean, you got Le'Veon Bell. You're paying him ten plus million dollars a year, and you seemingly don't want to use him. I mean, what are you doing, right? I mean, this is like the Vikings from way back when, you know, trading fifty thousand draft choices for Herschel Walker and then using him part time. Uh, you know, like what, what are you doing, Jets and Adam Gaze? But that said, you know what? Again, ultimately, it is you bitched your way out of Pittsburgh. You signed, you had to have known one of the worst franchises in the NFL and the Jets. And this is what you got. You're sitting on an 0-5 football team. Baker Mayfield x-rays on his hurt ribs uh, last night in the game. And uh, we've not yet got the results of those. I'm thinking if they were, you know, a positive slash negative, however you want to describe it, if there's something was seriously wrong, we would have heard about it by now. But uh, you, you never know. And, and wouldn't it be just like the Cleveland Browns? Best start in, in, in over a couple of decades. You got to go back to the Bill Belichick years, the last time they opened up a season four and one. Wouldn't it be just like the Browns to have their starting quarterback curse? I mean, it, it really, but I tell you, you watch Baker Mayfield, they're not winning with him. They, they aren't. He is, you know, it's interesting. We don't have the cut here, but with Mahomes yesterday talking to the media afterwards, first time he, he kind of like flinched on his team. You know, he he basically said, I'm tired of having to scramble all over the place and ad lib. Well, you know, why can't we just drop back the pass and throw the football and be an offense like that versus me scrambling around for my life? It really, you know, it was kind of telling um, him, you know, and him walking off the field basically right away. He was clearly pissed yesterday. He he was mad. And then the media in that, that comment. So I bring it up only because that's what Baker Mayfield is. 
You know, the Browns' success is not him dropping back the pass and throwing the football. The Browns' success is him scrambling around because he can't see the field. He just can't. And I'm sorry, you're just never going to win big. So they're 4-1, coots to them, but we'll see. Hopefully his x-rays come out negative and he can play next week. Uh, I think they played Minnesota. I want to say Minnesota. I think I wrote it down there. I, I think it is Minnesota. But uh, listen, 4-1 is 4-1 for Cleveland, so uh, kudos to them. But uh, they may have won the battle, but they continue in my eyes to, to lose the war. Uh, Redskins head coach Ron Rivera says Kyle Allen will remain a starter. We talked about that. Uh, the, the, the Falcons fired uh, Dan Quinn. You know, they're 0-5 this year, 14-23 and since 2018. Overall, uh, 43 and 41 uh, with the Falcons, uh, playoff record of three and two, and uh, seven and nine the last two seasons, missing the postseason, obviously, and 0 and 5 this year. So, obviously, it, it has not been good. And this franchise just has not gotten over blowing that 28 3 third quarter lead. It, it, it just hasn't. And uh, I think if there ever was a team that probably needed just a little change, it, it's it's this team. I, I think that it's going to be down years for the Falcons for a number of years uh, because they got to turn the page on Matt Ryan and Julio Jones is getting more and more injured. Uh, you know, we saw, you know, the uh, Texans, for better or worse, uh, trade away, you know, their best wide receiver. Wouldn't be the, the, the craziest thing in the world for the Falcons to maybe do the same if they can get, uh, you know, a first-round draft choice plus for Julio Jones because this is a, a, a done franchise. Uh, Texans owner has apparently spoken with Deshaun Watson, according to CBS Sports, about their head coaching vacancy and uh, their eye-in anyway, as everyone seemingly is, uh, but not hiring, unfortunately. Kansas City offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, uh, Watson, and Chef said uh, quarterback Pat Mahomes are good friends. So uh, you have to assume that they've spoken about Eric, whose name was talked about in every single opening this past offseason, but for whatever reason was not hired. So um, would not be surprised to see him eventually get that head coaching job, and in this case with uh, the Houston Texans, because it won't be uh, Romeo Cornell. He's, he's too old. So uh, as far as the off the field stuff uh, with the scheduling and the coronavirus, Boy, I, I tell you, you got to take out a map to figure out, you know, what is going on. But basically, they've changed the schedules for eight different teams. Jets, charge, Chargers are affected more than anybody else, believe it or not. I mean, they had a number of four games changed for the L.A. Chargers, who originally didn't miss any. But somehow or another, you know, their name got thrown into the hat more than, than uh, all the others. You know, New England, Tennessee, Miami, Kansas City. Buffalo, Jets, Jaguars, and Chargers. Eight teams, their games throughout the next month and a half, all affected. You know, take out your paper uh, to figure out who's playing who. But um, Denver and New England, which was supposed to be yesterday, <clears throat> then was moved to Monday, uh, has been wiped off the board as far as now is concerned. So they both get a bye this week. And then the Bills and Titans, which was supposed to be yesterday, uh, is now on set for Tuesday. So we're going to have Tuesday football this week. Uh, and the one game, after everything is said and done, that we do have tonight is New Orleans and the uh, and the Chargers. So uh, no Denver-Kansas City. That was supposed to be the, the early, like the 5 o'clock uh, Monday game. That's been wiped off the board. Another positive test. I just don't understand, though. Uh, again, I, I've mentioned this before, but if you open up a college football you know, website or page on your favorite website, they'll give you a list, if you look hard enough, of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams 
that have had not one, two, three, or four or five players, but you're talking about 10, 15, 20, 25 players, some cases 30 players down with the coronavirus, and yet they're not missing any games. I don't understand why the NFL with a couple of players is throwing everything up in the air into chaos for a couple of players. I, I don't get the difference between the NFL and college. I will close up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. On this uh, Monday morning with a quick two-hour bagels and bad beats, as it always is, with uh, some stories that we didn't have time to delve into too much, and we'll give you some winners. And uh, let us first, though, update our poll question. Worst sports-looking injury uh, right now? Pretty much, wow, look at that, 34.7% for both Alex Smith broken leg from a couple of years ago and then the uh, Louisville Kevin Ware injury, uh, Dak getting 8.4% and the uh, proverbial other getting 22 with most people saying, that it was uh, uh, the uh, Joe Theismann injury. That that that's uh, kind of hovering the uh, the other. Uh, baseball last night, believe it or not, ALCS got underway. Tampa Bay uh, early one nothing hole beat Houston two to one. But Devil Dogs are sixteen and five in one run games this year. Randy Rose Arena another home run, first rookie to hit four homers in a postseason game. Altuve struck out with a runner on second to end the game. Also, the Astros had bases loaded, one out in the eighth inning, uh, and could not score. So. Uh, they're down one game to none. Rafi Nadal beat Novak Djokovic in straight sets, no less, to win the French Open yesterday. 20th major tying Roger Federer for most ever. Uh, boy, you talk about a sport, uh, you know, the French Open is what it is, but it just got completely wiped off the board, as baseball did yesterday. But who knew the French Open between Nadal and Djokovic as well? I mean, you couldn't have picked a better French Open, but it turned into a dud. Uh, upcoming Baylor-Oklahoma State football game for this weekend postponed to December 12th, which was supposed to be the Big 12 title game. Uh, and they're saying that's still on course uh, as long as Oklahoma State or Baylor aren't in it. So, But uh, that is one game, uh, coronavirus-wise, that uh, was postponed. We've had a few, but I'm telling you, uh, it's amazing how you find out later on that uh, these college football teams have 30 you know, 20, 30 players out with the virus. It's amazing. Uh, favorites yesterday went eight and three straight up, six and five against the spread, uh, over under of uh, five and six. So a uh, rare more unders than overs. Our winner for tonight, you know what? I'm going to go uh, to the uh, Chargers plus the eight against the Saints. I think that Saints team is in a little bit of trouble. Enjoy the uh, rest of your Monday, folks. Appreciate the phone calls and emails. We'll open up the phone lines tomorrow, but we'll talk to you tomorrow right here. Big
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.